0: Welcome to another episode of Tales from Divorce Court. This month, I'm going to talk about the right way, the legal way, to do a, quote, grab and run, and that is you get the legal right to relocate with your kids, okay? Okay. You don't grab and run, get yourself into trouble, maybe um, criminally charged with kidnapping. You go through the court's relocation process. So tales from the divorce court, moving the kids to Florida, just one state I picked out, the right way, okay? So first, a little introduction and a bit on the law, and then we're going to talk about some tales, some stories the divorce courts of chicagoland okay so let's talk about the current current law and relocation i'm getting so old i remember what the relocation or what we used to call removal used to be which was you could move you could move anywhere within the state of illinois um without the approval of the other parent so right you could move uh 350 miles down to Carbondale, Illinois from uh, Chicago, but you couldn't move to say Kenosha, Wisconsin. So that was interesting, but that's, that's what the law was until give or take about five years ago. And they made it and they changed the law to a mileage situation, right? The current law is that within the Chicago area, you're not allowed to relocate with a child if you're the majority time parent more than 25 miles without court approval or the approval of the other parent. So I think the long and the short of it is that you've created the you know General Assembly and the governor sort of have created more relocation cases because... I know just as an example, right, um, we did a court relocation case where the the mom was just moving from the north side of Chicago up to Gurnee, you know, which to me is just sort of a normal, you know, move from the city to a suburb type move, but it was more than 25 miles, so we had to go through the whole court process. So it has probably created far more relocation cases just because of that. Um, narrower circle. So it's 25 miles Chicago area, 50 miles the rest of Illinois, other than the six collar counties of uh, Chicagoland. Before I jump into kind of how to win these cases, I would also note at a more contested level, you do have the right to actually have the other parent just sort of sign off on a sort of a court form that then gets filed with the court. I know I did that once recently and I'm I'm actually surprised it doesn't happen a little more often than it does. In the particular case we did it with both of the parents subsequent to their divorce had actually left the Chicago area. So it's kind of like why am I going to fight this now if like mom's sitting in Florida and dad who was the majority time parent like was in Nashville, Tennessee and he wanted to move to i don't know raleigh north carolina or something i don't remember it exactly but that was a great situation to just use the simple basically the agreed upon form but importantly it's agreed upon and it's also filed in the court case so you're not leaving yourself open to somebody oh i changed my mind and now getting yourself into a pickle because you've relocated without court approval and you haven't filed your agreement in the court system so know that you can do the simple file it in the court case agreement relocation move okay let's talk about the other situation because those are the fun stories right you know just filing a piece of paper in court ain't fun but you know tales from divorce court can be pretty um, pretty horrific exciting and sexy at the same time so What do these cases look like? Quick, quick look at the law and then let's talk some stories. Okay. These are sort of the reasons and the circumstances that the law lays out in Illinois uh, to support a relocation. You want to relocate with your child or children and you're the, you're the more than 50%, you're the 50% or more parent. These are some of the things, right? Just looking at the law specifically right now, the reasons, if any, why a parent is objecting. Why is the other parent want to stop it? Is Is he or she just being kind of petty? Or is it going to be legitimately difficult for she or he to exercise parenting time? if, you know, mom goes to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, the history and the quality of each parent's relationship with the child, and specifically, Whether a parent has substantially failed or refused to exercise his or her parental responsibilities allocated to him, right? The simple way is that other parent who's not relocating, has he or she really been exercising the parenting time allotted him in the court's orders in the case? That's a big one, actually. Educational opportunities for the child at the new and existing location. You know, the balance of the school really oftentimes does come up in these situations. Presence or absence of extended family at the existing or or proposed uh, new location. I'm going to talk about that really specifically in one of uh, my stories. And then... I'm just summarizing whether the court will be able to fashion a reasonable allocation of parental responsibilities if the relocation actually does occur. Right, is it is a is a realistic and doable parenting time setup able to be done easily? And you know, I think just think about that. <clears throat> One of our recent cases I know was just involving Chicago area in Madison, Wisconsin. That wasn't difficult to do. Also, had another one recently, Florida and Chicago. Not difficult to do, but I think you know it does kind of matter. I think I feel like the finances and the ability of people to travel and fun travel can be, can be a factor if it's a little bit longer distance where a lot of air travel is required. But just think about that, right? I mean, if if you no know, mom's going to some small town and. Northern Canada, how the heck are you going to do a parenting schedule in that situation? So that's what the law looks like. Let me talk about some real world and then let's talk some stories, okay? What really wins and loses on relocation cases, real world, not dry statutes and stuff. Biggest factor is actually the involvement of the not wanting to relocate parents right, the parent who doesn't want to relocate, okay, is he or she an involved parent, and to what degree is he or she an involved parent? Absolutely the most important factor. One of my stories is about that, how we actually helped stop uh, another parent, ex-wife, from relocating based on that. Money, I just put down money, big picture, and what I mean is, a lot of times a relocation is motivated maybe by a corporate like transfer. You know, I'm working at, um, I don't know, Microsoft in Oak Brook. And, uh, you know, the team wants me to head out to Redmond, Washington, you know, to the corporate headquarters. And I'm going, hey, by the way, my salary has gone from 125000 to 500000 right? That part of the money issue is very relevant, but also is this other parent, the not relocating parent, How's he or she doing financially? And specifically are they paying child support? are they current? are they faithful in that obligation? So money's a factor. Is there a new significant other a new spouse because that's a common reason for a move too you know I, I you know we're five years after a divorce and now I've met somebody else who lives in Texas um, you know what's that person's relationship with the children? Is this person have a career that, again, sort of factoring in the money is going to be part of it? New spouse is a big factor. And then I guess the fourth thing I'm always, you know, kind of is really on my radar is kind of support system, extended family in the new location or the current, right? That's what the law talked about. But I'm going to talk about one very specifically story where um, kind of the support system in the new location was a big factor. Um, especially, and I would say underlying, especially with younger kids, right, where this isn't the 16-year-old who's pretty independent. You got the two-year-old and the four-year-old, and that's a big burden if, you know, one of the parents is really not doing much, and now I can relocate back to my, you know, my hometown in, you know, Arkansas, where, I have two siblings and my parents to really help with the kids because, you know, the ex wife's ex husband or whatever is kind of a deadbeat. So those are my real, like, real, that's what drives these cases. Support system. What's the new spouse look like? What's the money look like? And then issue one highest importance. What is the not relocating parents? And involvement with the kids okay let's talk some let's talk some tales let's let's talk some let's talk some stories okay let's let's talk about number one here okay first two are ones where we helped uh people relocate successfully in the court system right full-on uh full-on contested trial type situations number one this is a woman who wanted to relocate, I believe, to the Tennessee area. I don't want to be too specific because like, these are real clients, but I want to give you some kind of general guidance, but also, you know, just some kind of, you know, interesting specifics. And what really drove this case? This woman and her ex-husband had been divorced for several years. Like, it wasn't a fresh divorce. It was, it was two to four years. And what were the things that really drove the situation here? Okay. This is absolutely an example where mom, ex-wife and the family had younger children and mom's support system was down in maybe Knoxville, Tennessee or something like that. And an extensive support system, parents, aunts, uncles of the kids, those sorts of things. OK, so this was definitely one of those cases where a support system I felt like really uh, won the day and was the biggest factor. Let me talk about a couple of those other things on the ex-husband's and the father's side as well, kind of highlighting the money and the involvement of the other parent. In this situation, the other parent wasn't not involved, but he was kind of a minimum, minimal parenting time guy and a minimal child support guy. And so when we were looking at some of those real world things, right? Money support system, that not relocating parent involvement. Uh, he was an alternate weekend guy, not much more than that. And it's been long enough ago, but his, his child support obligation, my memory is he was current. He didn't have like some bigger rear. So he wasn't a total joker, but it was kind of like a $200 a month kind of child support situation. And so sort of a very average, he's seeing his kids two days out of every 14. What does that add up to uh, add up to every year? Um, You know, that's like two times 26. So he's like 55, 52, 54 days of parenting time every year. So, you know, I'd have to get in the judge's head, but, um, this guy lost, I felt like, because with these young kids, I think the court really saw the need for some childcare and, and support for this mom and these young kids. And if, if this dad really wasn't supporting her to a degree where like she could be putting them in daycare and doing this types of stuff, cause these are both working parents Kind of felt like that won the day because, you know, you could certainly structure a parenting time schedule for like Chicago to Nashville or Knoxville or something, Tennessee. You know, whereas if you just gave the if you get if you just gave the ex husband, you know, you know, six to eight weeks over the summer and maybe a couple weeks of winter break, all of a sudden he's he's basically exercising the same amount of parenting time he was when they were both in the Chicago area. So that was a winning situation with the emphasis on kind of the support system factor. Another winning situation I'm just going to talk through was a woman. We were able to get a court to rule that she was able to relocate with her son, I believe, um, to Texas from Chicago. and. In this situation again just sort of emphasizing what are the real world factors that win these cases for you This was a the father in this case had gotten himself in trouble criminally with some domestic violence stuff against our client the mom And so that the domestic violence didn't help him look good just as a generic statement, right? It's a terrible thing to be like, you know, beating the crap out of Eric's wife. But that it had also gotten him in the pickle where because of the domestic violence, there's an order of protection in place. So now he's not seeing the kids. So we're bringing this relocation case. And at this time you know dad probably had not seen the kid for a year and a half or something and he'd kind of done it to himself because of foolish um domestic abuse okay so that absolutely was the critical factor in the case at hand i'm thinking about i think the judge just saw that this guy i mean he he he's out of the kid's life and excuse me. So it's like, kind of like, why does it matter if the kid and the mom are in Texas or on the South side of Chicago, if he's not seen this child, his child anyways, other factors in that case at hand that I'm thinking about, um, mom had a support system in Texas. But interestingly, I remember the hearing pretty specifically and financially, I think She didn't really make more money or really her circumstances in Texas financially were not improved. She had a support system down there. My memory was she was, she was in a pretty rough neighborhood in the city of Chicago. And we were able to use that a little bit, kind of like, you know, they'd been and seen some kind of like some shootings and stuff. And it's like, I believe they moved to suburban Dallas. And so kind of the community being a little nicer down there versus where she was in Chicago really won the day there, or at least were part of the case. But the big factor there really, I think, was that dad had just been out of the picture for better, or for worse, due to some things of his own doing. And so then just putting myself in the judge's head, it's like, Kind of, why do I care if mom is able to relocate if dad's not seeing this kid anyway? So, those are winning relocation tales that we've happened kind of moved to Tennessee because of the support system, moved to Texas, also, you know, family support system. But key factor there was really, you know, dad was just MIA in the kid's life. Let me talk about a case we were very successful in and won where we were opposing opposing the relocation, okay? And this is again a, a case, I'm gonna highlight a couple of the real worlds. The biggest factor, I'm friends with this guy to, to to this day, the guy we represented in stopping this. He's a, he, he attended my church in Des Illinois. And I remember doing the hearing and he was seeing his two children three days out of every seven days. So he was super involved, right? It talked about that first story with the Tennessee situation, right? That guy was seeing his kids two out of every 14 days. In the case we were able to stop the relocation, this guy was seeing his kids six days out of every 14 days uh so i mean just a massive difference right I don't, i can't pull the percentage out of the top of my head but just under half the days of the week he was having parenting time so that's why i say if you have a super involved parent who's not relocating you can stop these or it's something to keep in mind if you want to do the move because that's a tough one to overcome right if a court sees this man or woman is really involved in their kid's life. It's really hard for me to think, hey, I, as a judge, are going to allow a move that's going to pull a parent out of this kid's life. So that was a huge factor in that case. I also remember putting on some testimony and evidence Um essentially showing this guy's financial support. He was, he was totally current on child support. My memory was he paid a pretty good hefty amount, you know, maybe a thousand to 1500 a month and was current. So when we're kind of checking through, right, absolutely was critical how involved he was as the non-relocating parent. And then, and then the money, just kind of that money idea. I think Mom's mom's potential moves She was trying to go to California. I think the new husband out there. It did some stuff for her financially, though it wasn't major. And it's like, wait, this guy's really involved, and he's absolutely faithful in his financial support. It's like, judge, why would you allow this family, these kids, to basically be pulled out of their dad's life? So those are some real world tales from divorce court. So consult with me, because these relocation cases are things that, honestly, a good lawyer will really be able to tell you up front, do you have winning facts or, frankly, losing facts, okay? And that starting point underlying is really, what's the other parent's involvement or lack of involvement, okay? so. Check me out at thepro.lawyer. And I'll catch you next month for more Tales from Divorce Court.